The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. From the studios of The Shepherd Radio Network, it's Afternoons with Mike. This next hour is all about our walk with Jesus with local pastors, newsmakers, people who are making a difference for the gospel. Now, here is your host, Mike Gillen. Hey friends, it's that time again. Afternoons with Mike heard daily here on the Shepherd Radio Network. And with me today, I've got a friend that I met several months back, maybe even a couple of years back. And uh I think it's that, <laughs> honestly. Robbie Harper is from the Orlando area. Robbie is on the board of the Christian Chamber. And that's how I met Robbie. And so we've been in multiple events together, either the, the monthly meetings and a few special ones thrown in and there. And then more recently, we are a part of this uh, leadership initiative that's been going on which I learned yesterday because I missed the last meeting and I, uh, I heard that it's now for Central Florida, four being the number four. So that's what we are. Mm-hmm. And there, there are more than four of us, though, I might add. <laughs> Robbie, it's great to have you on the program. Yeah, thanks, Mike. It's good to be here. And yes, you, you're a great friend. And uh, I'm, I always cherish the time that we're, we're together. Well, it's fun to serve in the way that we do. I mean, I think about what a shock it was for me because I've been to a lot of chamber meetings. And my goodness, I remember going to a, a Toastmaster Club meeting one time. And that one was different. We don't do what they did. You know, they, there, if you uh, don't behave well, and if you say certain things repetitively, they take scissors out and cut your tie in half. That's, now, right. that's assuming you wear a tie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I've, I've never experienced anything quite like that at the chamber, but there, it is a lot of fun. It is more like a family reunion and, uh, you know, we both get to see the kingdom of God expressed through so many different businesses, people's stories, their backgrounds, the type of business they're in. And so you're right front and center with that, again, on the board. Mm-hmm. How long have you been doing that? On the board, I would say it's been a few years now. Um, and I was originally invited by... Um, who the, the president of the Central Florida Christian Chamber at the time, Crystal Parker. And, you know, her vision for the Central Florida Christian Chamber of Commerce and and where she felt like God was taking her, it was just like, I want to be a part of that. I want to be a mm. part of, in, in any way that I can, you know, um, you know, the book Experiencing God, where, you know, Henry Blackaby talks about how, you see where God's at work and then you go to that. You don't have to, you know, wonder you, you see where his yeah. hand is and yeah. be involved with that. And it, it, it was, and is heavily with the central Florida Christian chamber of commerce. I remember the first time I met crystal and she was a speaker there at one of our chamber meetings. Of course, Mark Goldstein mm-hmm. was the president and Mark is the guy that uh, was there when we came in, in 2019 but, uh, you know, from the get-go of Crystal's leadership, mm-hmm. uh, she had this vision for something bigger than ju- just Central Florida. That's right. And so apparently people on this board, even back to its inception, also had at least some vision for that happening because they called it the U.S. Christian Chamber. And then the Central Florida Chamber was kind of a DBA of that. Right? Exactly. That's exactly what happened. And you you look back on that situation, and you can't help but think that God had a uh, a, a hand in that from the very inception of it. Yeah. And to what it is now, where the Central Florida Christian Chamber has become a little bit of a um, a template, a, a flagship, if you will, of what. Um, and, and Crystal has gone, she's no longer the president of the Central Florida Christian Chamber. There is an amazing couple, Briston and Latondra Heaven, who They've are, been are co-presidents. Here, yeah. um, and they're doing a fantastic job. And Crystal has gone on and where she is almost, she, she is basically 
working with other Christian chambers across the country and plant almost like planting churches in some ways, but helping to plant chambers, which um, is is interesting. But it's it's really it's something that has really taken off, and and it's cool to be part of kind of where you know it, the 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 momentum all began right here in Orlando, and and it's just growing like wildfire. You know, it's funny to think that in a day like today, you know, the news, Robbie, you hear it. I mean, you're part of the media in the sense of being what you are in your business. You're a, mm-hmm. a, a public relations person. So you have to be aware mm-hmm. of what's going out there in the media. There'd be so many people that would just poo-poo the idea that this could ever work. This could never, in this culture, they would say, there's no way you're going to get a group of people. I mean, let, our new Speaker of the House has just been determined to be by the media, by the mainstream media, an extremist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think there are a lot of people that would believe that a Christian chamber would probably not be a marketable thing. It would not be repeatable or uh, it could not be duplicated. Mm-hmm. Uh, Crystal, she never heard those reports. Nope. No, she's got her own report straight from the Lord, I think. Um, and, uh, and, and, and it's true. I mean, there, there's, there, there's a healthy chamber that is up in Jacksonville now, the Northeast Christian chamber. Um, and, and those guys had visited our, the one here in Orlando yeah. and have taken off. There's one Tampa in, area. There's one in Tampa, open Ohio. There's a very healthy community of, of business of, um, marketplace leaders and businesses up in Ohio that have their own chamber and all over the, all over the country. I mean, they're, they're, it, it's on the ground floor, you know, but it is, it's growing so quickly. And I think the reason is because people feel like there needs to be something more in, in life and in business and, and they're, they they're they're called to something greater and and obviously that's the great commission but how that intersects with business is is what they want to learn more about yeah. and when they want to be part yeah. of that community that fosters that and you know Billy Graham once said that he thought the next great revival would come in America would come through the marketplace and and a lot of people in this effort and have been doing this for years and years and years, they might, they, they would say that this might be coming to fruition and mm-hmm. it's very encouraging to see where business and, and marketplace leadership is, is almost taking the spot where the church has kind of struggled in recent years. Mm-hmm. And, and, and maybe that's the thing that, that businesses and, and, and marketplace leaders will, will take that baton and run with it and, and actually maybe even lead churches. I, I don't know. Well, we know that God calls the church. I'm, I'm a firm believer in that, but the church is much more than just what happens in a local fa- facility mm-hmm. or a fellowship. I mean, that's very important. Oh yeah. I think being part of a church is critical. Jesus came for the church, but we live our lives day to day to day being the church. Right. And we do that predominantly in the marketplace. And that would be if we work wherever we work, we should look at that as our place, our field. Absolutely. Uh, You know, and I think that idea is what is catching on. And, you know, there was a day I can remember talking to a number of people, Robbie, having been in ministry for 36 years, full-time ministry, that people would feel that if they were not a pastor or on a church staff, that they were somehow not able to to contribute mm-hmm. to the kingdom of God. That day needs to be long gone and long over. And they need to see that they are to grow where they're planted. And if it's in the marketplace, well, that's where they're planted. That's right. And they can take the gospel. And that's what you're doing. That's what we are seeing happen through the chambers. And it's really exciting to see people catch a hold of this idea that, hey, this works. It does. And I talked to, um, I, I've talked to a few leaders recently, business leaders, one in particular, he's a, a CEO, um, of a very large, um, boat Marine company here in Orlando. And he, you know, he, he's, 
he's created this culture to where they do these things like their employees, they will, they will give them paid time off to do basically a mission trip or some type of service project. That's so cool. And, and that kind of thing where, and I've talked to him and he, 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 he said that people come to him and, and ask, well, isn't that kind of expensive? I mean, to, to do that kind of thing. And, and, because it's not just here. I mean, they'll go to different places in the world. And he says, yeah, it's, it's, it's very expensive. But when your employees come back and say, that was the best week of my life that I've ever had, that's worth it. Yeah. When, you're, when you're creating yeah. your team, and, and maybe they're not all Christians, and, and they're not, but when you create that culture to where you're, you're, you're putting other people before yourself. That's right. Like Jesus yeah. did. Yeah. And, and that is really what we're starting to see in the business world, in, in, this, in this community of like-minded and, and fellow Christians and believers that, that, that people want to be a part of that and people want to create that kind of culture. I agree. You know, there was a time where we, would, we started hearing this phrase, peer pressure. And that came out, that was a really great uh, moniker. It was a, a helpful descriptor to realize what a lot of kids were going in. But then there was an, a, a kind of an adaption of that term later on, and it was positive peer pressure. And that now was a wonderful thing because mm-hmm. it, it shows the impact toward the positive that can happen when a lot of people assimilate around an idea. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love the term that you've been using in here about that uh, businessman creating a culture. You know, I I think of this often when I hear the word culture. Uh, I remember going into one time, I was getting ready to preach on evangelism. And that day, I I have love for years. I don't like their politics, but I've loved Starbucks. And one day I went into Starbucks and it hit me while I was in there. This is a number of years ago. And I... Everything from the moment you open the door, the aroma of this incredible smelling coffee beans and just the, uh, the different fragrances that are released inside of a coffee shop, any coffee shop, really, uh, it, it was overwhelming. And it hit me. I saw something that day that that culture of that coffee shop filled the air. And you, would be, you couldn't help but be excited about it. If you didn't like coffee, now you wouldn't like that at all. You'd just turn around and go right back out. But for those that love coffee, I mean, it's, it's in the air and it's unmistakable and it's not something that they're sorry about. I mean, it is there and it is wonderful. Mm -hmm. And that the Lord impressed upon me, that's the kind of air that we as believers, wherever we are, whether we're on the marketplace, whether we're in a, our neighborhood, Maybe we're at Publix in the checkout line. We need to emit an air mm-hmm. uh, for the gospel, for the kingdom of God, that is a pleasing aroma. That's what the Lord is. Yeah. He's a pleasing aroma. W- would you agree with that? I would. And, you know, we came, I just came from a meeting, another a Christian chamber, um, kind of a, a subgroup that I'm a part of within the chamber. And, we talked about that very thing. We talked about, and this was sort of like a mastermind session. Mm. And we talked about how, you know, in, in the, the, the world people do business. It's sort of like a, if you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours kind of mentality. Mm -hmm. And Christians do that too. Um, but we often, what, what we ought to do is, what Jesus did in mirroring him in that he did things for other people without looking for something for himself. He, he, he never leveraged the God card to help himself and to help his, it was always geared towards other people. And so we had this conversation about what does that look like in business? And it it might be, you know, I, I got a, a media contact a couple weeks ago and they were looking for somebody who uh, to to speak to uh, an article about mortgages and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I immediately thought of somebody that's in the chamber, and I pointed it to that person. 
And I don't know if I'll ever get business from that person. I, I, I might, I might not, but that's not the point. The point is, is that, you know, it's all about in our, in our businesses and organizations, it's in, in, in even in our life, it's about building trust Yeah. and Christians yeah. should get that right more so than anybody because That's well we're said. looking out, we need to be looking out for other people, not just our own self. Yeah, and and that's what Jesus did. He he did yeah. that his his whole life. Yeah, I had Jim Subers up a, a yesterday, yes. and Jim was t- saying the same thing. I mean, we uh, are to be known by others by our love. You know, that's the love of of Jesus in action is when we are showing that and that goes back again to that uh, kind of a little metaphor about the the wonderful aroma inside of a Starbucks is something that we as believers we can actually carry in our lives and and other people should be bouncing into the presence of the Lord when they get with us and that is something that's a beautiful challenge I think for everyone who's in business everyone who's a believer if they take this challenge and realize Number one, they are doing what God wants them to do. And again, I found years ago that that frustration that a lot of people who wanted to make a difference for God, but they felt they had to somehow do something different than what it was that they were doing. Mm-hmm. That's If they get past that and say, I can make a difference where I am. And that person is going to be, uh, like you said, it's one of those people that they're going to come back from a, Uh, an event, and they're going to be a happy employee. They're going to be the kind of employee that I think a business owner would want. Right. I agree. Uh, You know, I think that the, the guy that I was speaking about, the CEO, um, and and I can tell you, his name is Bill Jurgen. He's CEO of Correct Craft. Oh, I love that company. And they, they make, you know, Ski Nautique and like eight other brands. And he's actually going to be speaking at, um, the U.S. Christian Chamber Expo next April here in Orlando. He's one of the featured speakers. But he said, you know, he's been up to Washington, D.C. and and been invited by, you know, administrations from both sides of the aisle, speaking on the marine industry and this and that. And he said, you know, there are exceptions, but, but many of, and I don't mean to, you know, rake all politicians over the coals, but he said many of them, there's a culture there that they all look after their own team, like whatever political persuasion Mm -hmm. they are. And he, he's, he said that, you know, that shouldn't be so with, with Christians. That's right. We're about, you know, our country is very important and don't get me wrong, but we need to put the kingdom first and foremost, because a lot of times we just get distracted and, you know, yes, we should vote our values and that kind of thing. That's not, that, that's all important. But a lot of times it's like, you know, we tend to look through, um, we tend to look through our, uh, our faith through the lens of politics and yeah. not politics through the lens of our, our faith. Yeah. And, and it just, it, it's a, it's a little bit different mindset, but, um, it, it's something that, it, it's it's important to do, and it's important to kind of not get the cart before the horse. I love it. Robbie Harper is my guest. He is uh, a PR person. We're going to talk about some of his background. He owns his own company. We'll hear all about that in a moment. This is Afternoons with Mike. You're on The Shepherd. EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat serves all your comfort needs. With over 40 years' experience, EC Waters is a top train comfort specialist, earning customers for life with integrity. No wonder EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat has earned a 4.6 or higher out of 5 rating and reviews across all major online platforms. For all your comfort needs, call 407-603-9144 or visit ecwaters.com. Palm Beach Atlantic University Orlando offers three distinct areas of study. An evening Master's of Science in Clinical Mental Health Counseling, an evening Bachelor's of Science in Human Services, and our new Daytime Bachelor's of Science in Nursing. All of our courses are offered at our beautiful campus on Millennia Boulevard. For more information or to schedule a tour, call 844-PBA-ORLANDO. That's 844-PBA-ORLANDO. 
Back again with Robbie Harper. Robbie, a friend who is on the board of the Christian Chamber. And in addition to all that he does there, he's a businessman, a, a business owner. Uh, didn't, I mean, you didn't start off in PR. You kind of were in the family business, right? I did, yeah. So I grew up um, in a little town, north central Florida, called um, Aster. Oh, I've been Aster there. is on... Right on the river. On the St. John's River off yeah. of Highway 40 between Ormond Beach and Ocala. And, um, you know, our backyard, I could go, when I grew up, I could go out my backyard and the St. John's River was right there. And um, just, Literally? I mean, your backyard? Oh, my literally. goodness. And uh, so, you know, alligators, manatees, fish. So I, I grew up um, fishing and just uh-huh. boating and being on the river and uh, that's something that um, has always been a part of my life. And, and now um, I live a little bit north in, in Deland, Florida, but back in, in Astor, the the St. John's River Bridge, not the big one here in I-4 and, and Sanford, but the little one in Astor that's mm-hmm. a little blue drawbridge, that's what I named my company, Blue Bridge PR, um, because of the the bridge that was literally outside my backyard down the river a little bit, but it was always in sight and could always hear the cars going over it. And, um, so yeah, that's where I grew up and, and, you know, two very godly parents who, um, grew up and went to a little Baptist church there in Astor. And, um, just, I I was lucky that, that I had, or blessed, I should say that I had a father and a lot of people say that your your view of God is a lot like, you know, can be shaped by your earthly father. Mm-hmm. And and I, I had a good one. And um he he just he, he was the type of person that kind of did what we were talking about earlier. He he gave to people, he gave time, he would give them the shirt off their back and and he did it because he loved the Lord. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, that was evident at his funeral when all these people were lining up to pay their respects and just people that have, that he had impacted through their life. So wow. I grew up just seeing that. And, and, and I actually went to, was able to go to work after I graduated from college, some other job opportunities didn't pan out. So I actually worked for the family business in agriculture and, um, and, and I, I was blessed enough to be with my dad on a day-to-day basis. Um, he actually, he went to be with the Lord 14 years ago, um, here this week. And, um, um, but Mm. you know, looking back, I'd, I'd wondered why at the time these other job opportunities didn't work out and the family business was sort of a, 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 a back burner, you know, kind of a secondary thing. And, Looking back on it, I, I I really believe that the Lord allowed me to spend that time with my dad to yeah. really shape who to further shape me as an adult through my twenties and thirties and and uh, and I just I have no doubt and and so um so yeah I mean we we grew up in kind of backwoods Florida and and not you know not much going to uh, going to the nearest, I mean, where I live now in Deland, Florida, um, that's, you know, from where I grew up, that was going to town, man. That oh, was, yeah. that was yeah, going to the, the big, big city. city. <laughs> so now back in the late eighties, when, uh, a couple of other couples and Cindy joined Cindy and me, we all, we all kind of had a, a desire to rent a houseboat. Mm-hmm. And so we did that. And I think it was out of Deland. It might have been out of uh, Sanford. I can't remember just exactly where, but we got on this big houseboat, and we were our destination was Lake George, so we took the St. Johns all the way up the river, all the way through Hontoon Island, and then you know snaked our way on up, and we got to Astor, and we ate there at that little restaurant. And that was so cool because they had the capabilities for you to dock your, your boat or in our case, a houseboat, and then just walk right up the gangway and head on into the restaurant and eat. And it was such a delightful experience. Oh yeah. That was probably the Blackwater Inn. It was. And it's changed hands. It's recently, it's sold a couple of years ago, but, um, so it's changed hands, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's the great thing about, you know, there's so much about Florida that a lot of people 
don't get to experience. And I'm fortunate enough that my, my actually, you know, my kids are seventh generation Floridians. Wow. And so we've, we've been here a minute and, yeah. uh, <laughs> and, and, and have that heritage. A minute and a half. <laughs> that's right. So, uh, but yeah, that, that's such a beautiful part. You know, if anybody, any listeners get a chance to, to travel along the St. John's river from Astor and going North to Lake George and yeah, it's just, it's beautiful. And, and especially, you know, coming up where this time of year, where actually in Florida leaves kind of start to change a little bit and yeah. going and seeing that and the reflections off the river is actually really, really pretty. It's rather breathtaking to be on that Lake George because it looks like the ocean. It does. You can't see across it. So you have the feeling I'm on this mighty body of water and, you know, I've, I've heard about what happens uh, during storms, if you get caught out on that thing, it can be uh, like oh, yeah. what happened to me in the Gulf a number of years ago when we were we were really uh, in a dicey situation. Let's just leave it at that. Sure. But uh, I'm glad I've had those experiences. It was wonderful. We got to go uh, through the run mm-hmm. and back around Silver Silver Glen, Silver Glen Springs, mm-hmm. and went snorkeling with the biggest bass that I've ever seen in my life. Uh, hundreds of them, yep. if not thousands. It just was an amazing experience. So yeah, I, I agree with you. Your kids are very lucky, fortunate, blessed, <laughs> not lucky, uh, to be raised up with that kind of a background. And your company named after that bridge. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So after, um, you know, I was in family business and my my dad, as I said, we went to be with Jesus about 14 years ago. And we sold the company. It wasn't really something that I had wanted to do. And um, and so my mom, I don't have any siblings. I'm the only child. My mom um, decided to sell it. And um, and so it was sort of like, well, what am I going to, what's, what's, what am I going to do the re- with the rest of my life? And um, I had someone reach out uh, um, that I had known and was start opening an office for another public relations company that was actually based in Atlanta, but opening an office down here and, um, hired me. And I really learned about, um, dealing with the media and, um, our, that, that, that firm at the time. And I think, I guess they still do. They, they dealt with, um, law firms as mm-hmm. you know, and dealing with, uh, getting corporate, large corporate law firms and those attorneys in the media to, to really promote their niche practice, whether it's, you know, workers comp or corporate law or cybersecurity or all of those different facets of legal. And I was actually pitching these attorneys in the media, um, some, you know, the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, I mean, large media outlets. And I, I really enjoyed it. And um, the creativity that it takes to, to, you know, you've got two sides of that coin. You've got, you've got the client who is really wanting to get a message out, but then you've got the media as well. And to bring those two together in a way that makes sense for both, it's, it's a challenge Mm -hmm. and it takes creative creativity and, and a lot of work, but I, I really liked it and I excelled at it. And so fast forward, um, the opportunity there at that company I, as I went on, it just, I felt like it, it wasn't the best fit. And, um, I just, I felt like I needed to make a change. And, and, um, and so I, I gave my notice and I had known how to run a business. Yeah. Um, I was going to even mention I'd that. Known how to learned run a, a lot about it. Uh, I running a business with perishable products and, um, and employees and, you know, making payroll and all of that. And now I had learned how to, to, work with some of the most technical people there is on the planet with attorneys and legal writing and that kind of thing. And I just really felt like God was saying, this, this is your, this is your time you, what you've been through in the past has prepared you for this moment. Mm -hmm. And, and so, um, after a lot of prayer, I mean, I sought counsel, I sought, you know, people in my church, you know, successful business owners that I just went to and just for, for wise, godly counsel. And, and, and they encouraged me and said, I, I, I think you can do this. And I did. And it, it hasn't been a, uh, you know, <laughs> being a business owner is not for everybody. It's not for the faint of heart, but 
you know, it, it takes a, if you know that's what you're called to do, and and specifically within that business and who you're serving, if that's what you're called to do, then it to me, if I didn't do it, I felt like it would be an act of disobedience. Mm-hmm. I felt that strongly yeah, about yeah. it. And so, um, so yeah, it's been, it, it's been coming up. It's been over eight years since we started it, started the company. So, and it's been, it's been a great, it's been a great ride. It's been, it's been some twists and turns along the way, but I'm thinking about, about you were four or five years in when COVID hit. Then that's when, right. When 2020 came around, what did that do to you? I actually, honestly, I actually sort of thrived during COVID because I think the few clients that I had picked up newer clients during that time, um, they wanted to, uh, get the word out there about some of the things that they were doing. And, and so it actually, I actually had my biggest year at the time during COVID. Isn't that something? So, um, so yeah, sometimes it's, it's, and I, and I mean, I really don't do, um, I've done a little bit of it, but I don't focus on crisis work too much, but, um, it's more of the ongoing, like positive, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, media placements and that kind of thing. Not the, not the, the crisis communications, but it, it, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I guess I could, you know, uh, go back and kind of look at the situation and analyze it. But at the end of the day, I mean, I think it was God all wow. the way. So do you have a niche client base that you deal with this kind more than you do other businesses? Not so much. I mean, in the past, uh, you know, my, um, service oriented companies, I mean, I, in the, in, in organizations in the past, you know, so uh, attorneys, accountants, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But, um, one of my, uh, clients has been a university that actually the university, um, my alma mater is, uh, Stetson university in Deland. And so I've been able to do some PR work with them and helping to get professors in the media for various things to kind of, uh, just to, to, to help the university and to help their visibility and that kind of thing. But really Mike, what it's, 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 it's morphed into in many different ways in, in with what I do, it's mechanically, it looks like I, I give a story idea to somebody, a reporter or somebody like that and say, um, here's this, here's this idea that you could write about. And I've got somebody that could speak to that. And that somebody is usually the face of a company or an organization Mm -hmm. or some level of of um expert influencer that kind of thing and it's really kind of turned it in, in, in turned into a personal branding company in a lot of ways because it's it in and I guess I would say that's who my focus is it's it's business owners and and people organizations of the face of that company the face of that organization and getting themselves out there because it builds trust it 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 really when, when somebody identifies with this face of, um, I don't know, whatever company that is, and they're used to seeing it in, in, in a different way than advertising. Advertising, you pay for it. PR, it's, it's earned a lot of times. That's hmm. what they call it, earned media. And uh, advertising definitely has its place, but this earned media brings about a more of a, uh, a third party credibility in a lot of ways that they say, well, this guy was, was, was featured in the wall street journal. Um, he, he must know what he's talking about kind of thing. So that it's, it's really, it's kind of turned into more of a personal branding company that Mm -hmm. uses PR. I have a lot of PR companies that will contact me with a guest they're representing, just like you Mm -hmm. said, the face of maybe a business or, an author or uh, some other person of interest that they represent. And it's really cool to interface with them. And I'm sure you get to do that with a lot of the media members as well. Mm -hmm. But uh, this whole thing, I think there's probably a lot about a PR firm that most people in the public would not know about. What are Mm -hmm. some of the things that you do that you, you would think that, Maybe the average person in the population would not realize that you do that. Well, I think it's 
the number one thing that stands out is the interaction with the media and, and not someone, not necessarily somebody like you. I mean, yes. I mean, this is a, it's faith-based and it's, it's Christian media, but even secular media as well. Mm -hmm. My, my wife and I, um, we started a podcast called the sidebar media podcast. And in that we're actually help we're, we're interviewing, like you're interviewing me we're interviewing people like you, which we should probably have you. Well, uh, that'd be great. <laughs> uh, to interviewing people like you to tell their story. So it's sort of the the story behind those who tell the stories. Mm, yeah. And and some of the things that people we have this conception, and I think it's a misconception about people in the media. And and a lot of times the media is a scapegoat for a lot of things, and sometimes that's deservedly so, but a lot of times people just don't understand what's behind that person, that they're a normal person that is in a very competitive job that gets up every morning and deals with pressures and things that they're trying to excel in their, in their role. And, um, we had our latest guest was, uh, we released it last week was, uh, Greg Warmoth with, uh, here mm. in on yeah. WFTV here in right. Orlando and long time guy who's been on the air. I mean, you turn your TV on to Channel Nine I love tonight. That guy. He'll, yeah. He's there, and his stories were just fascinating. And and he, yeah. you know, he talked about things that his um one of the the things that that drives him and 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 the way that he looks through his job in that lens is the golden rule, hmm. which is scripture. I mean, treating others better than you would treat yourself. Right. And, and that is, that's how he lives his life. And that's how he, he does things and relationships. And he talks about this relationship that he's had with Shaquille O'Neal, which is fascinating. <laughs> I mean, absolutely fascinating. Cause Greg's so, not a, as tall as uh, Shaquille. No, he is not, but he was, he was here when Shaq came with the yeah, magic and yeah, covered that. Sure. And it's, it's well documented if you, if you Google it. Um, but it's, it's so cool. So just sharing those stories, yeah. it's, it's, it's the media that, um, I get a chance to interact with on a different level. That's right. Than what other That's people cool. see. Well, it's really great to have you here, and we're going to be back with our guest in a moment. Robbie Harper is here, and uh, it is Blue Bridge mm -hmm. PR, yep. and that is the name of his company, and we'll hear more about that, plus Robbie's role in leadership in the area as well. We'll chat all those things up when we return. This is Afternoons with Mike. Pastors and financial leaders, do you need expert accounting or tax help? Do you have payroll or 1099 questions? Do you need a ministry expert to help you acquire real estate for your next project? If the answer is yes, yes, and yes, visit PetraWorldwide.org. Petra Worldwide has been strengthening ministries to transform humanity since 2007. Visit PetraWorldwide.org or call 855-481-9095. My guest today is Robbie Harper from Blue Bridge PR. And uh, Robbie and I were during the break, we're talking about how that I get to interface regularly with PR people, but uh, I've now had two people back to back. I did an interview yesterday with a guy who will be on my program tomorrow. That show will actually air Thursday. And his name is Michael Austin. And a fascinating interview with Michael, who spent years in, uh, I know, I've seen Ed, uh, Edelman's mm -hmm. name in, in PR and uh, in, I think they have a publishing arm, I believe, or at least they've been published. But uh, he worked for years, had a career with Edelman. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know you know that name. Oh, yeah. Edelman's huge. I mean, they're a, they're probably the uh, number one firm in the country, uh, doing PR work. And Isn't that uh, something? they're, they're, they're a big deal. So two days in a row now I've had <laughs> guests on my program. This will air obviously today. And then 
airing tomorrow the interview I did yesterday with Michael. So this is all really fun. And you, you use the word pitch. And I'd like to go back to that mm-hmm. for a moment, not because we're in baseball season and the World <laughs> Series is going on. We all know what a pitch is when it comes to baseball. But when you make a pitch for one of your clients, tell us about what that involves. So the first thing that involves is knowing the client and obviously what it is, the, the message or the, the content that they're trying to get out. But the other side of it is really trying to match that with an audience or, or a reporter or somebody that represents an audience that makes sense for them. I mean, and a lot of, a lot of PR agencies or, or people will, um, will, will, will pitch, uh, reporters or radio hosts Mm -hmm. or or that kind of thing. And they haven't done their research (laughs) and it may not be the best fit. So, you know, somebody that, that may uh, approach Mike with a guest that um, has nothing to do with your audience or host, that's probably not going to be a good fit. And so what I, I, I really try to do is is um it, it goes back to that relationship with the media is mm-hmm. really trying to dig in and even if I don't know them, uh, look at past articles or 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 interviews or or um even even speaking uh, opportunities and that kind of thing. Just really looking at those previous hit that that history of um of articles and such and and pitching it so that it's a win win and and I say pitch. It's really, it, it, it's like a pitch. It's more of like a, a presentation, a, a presentation, yeah, more of right. like a, a softball pitch yeah. of somebody that here is a great article. Here's a great idea. And this guy can talk about it because of this, this, and this. And this is what, these are some of the points that he would talk about mm-hmm. and that's it. And, and just follow ups and, you know, there, there's some unwritten rules in PR where a lot of people, you know, you don't want to follow up too much and trying to find that line. But if you approach it with the heart that you're really trying to help that media person, that that is the most beneficial and they can mm. see that come through. So what would it be like to uh, be a PR person whose job was to better the opinion of the uh, national government right now, the federal government? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a job, right? That would be a job. Yeah. Um you know, some stuff, you know, you, it's hard because certain clients, there's the word that's used in PR is spin. And I don't really like to use that or, or, or do that. It's, it's nice to work with clients who are already doing things that you mm-hmm. want to promote into. And, and, and so Man, the, I, you could not pay me enough to be a White House press secretary. <laughs> I, I'm I telling you. I don't, I am I don't care you. which president. I don't care who it is. But yeah. <laughs> that is, don't call me. Like, Yeah, uh, there's a lot of entertainment in, in uh, watching what's going on with uh, Kareen and also uh, uh, the guy from Fox. Is that Peter? Peter, uh, what is it, Ducey? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the two of them, there's a a bit of an ongoing war going right now. Mm-hmm. But uh, that is a, a tough, and I think of Bill O'Reilly, who used mm-hmm. to have the show called The No Spin Zone. Right. And that was, it's really true what you said. A, a lot of, sadly, a lot of politics would really be relegated to the word spin. It would be. It's, it's just uh, like a narrative mm-hmm. or a, a kind of a, a face that you put on something that may or may not have anything to do with the real heart of that thing. Right. Yeah. You know, and I, I'm going to go back to um, when I was talking about the, our, our podcast, the sidebar media podcast and, and the episode with, with Greg Warmoth and Greg said something to me, to, to us, my wife and I at the end of that interview. And he, he gave us some of the best PR advice and coming from Greg Warmoth, who's been in this for so long, it's like, all right, I've got my pad, pencil. Yeah. Let me hear it, Greg. Yeah. And he said, if you fess up, mess up. If you if you mess up, fess up. That's good. If you met and it, yeah. it's as simple as that. And a lot of people 
in our country, politics included, but even even the corporate world, even sports, you know, you find you go across the board, there's almost this weakness that they associate with um apologizing. Like if you mess up, they don't want to admit that they were wrong. But in reality, that shows transparency. That's that right. shows trust. That's right. And people want that. Yeah. And when Greg said that, he actually said, I can't, he said, I, I won't take the the credit for that. That was um uh Orange County Mayor Sheriff uh Jerry Demings, but mm-hmm. as when he was sheriff, he he said that. And he said it's something that's it's so true that yeah. that if you just if you if you make a mistake, don't try to cover it up. Because the media, I mean, if it's newsworthy, they'll find out about it. And it's going to make it a whole lot, a whole lot worse. Yeah. He, in his words, were scoop the media, tell it first, yeah. and it's going to be a whole lot better. Because it looks like if you're trying to hide something and that kind of thing, you don't want to go down that path. Mm. And and so I thought that was really good advice, and it's it's so true. It sounds like it. Now I know you've had another guest that we know on your show, Rob yeah. Motti. Yeah, Rob was on our on our yeah. on our podcast. Rob is a, a great guy, a frequent guest here on my show. And I did not know Rob, and I'll tell you what it's done to me. It's made me watch NFL games more than I think I've done in years this year. Mm-hmm. And I'm keeping up with it. And my joke has been like I joined Along with Taylor Swift. I mean, let's face it. I, I came into the NFL about the same time she did. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So th- this is a crazy ongoing story right there. But Rob is a very interesting guy. I love Rob. He, um, I was introduced to him through um, actually Crystal Parker. He reached out about the the chamber. And so... He, uh, Rob is, you know, he's, he's got a, a show on your station, I yeah. believe, uh, Faith, on, Faith the field. on the Field, but Rob is a, uh, he's a, a, the lead writer at the Associated Press that covers the NFL. Yeah. So anytime. Yeah, no small job right there. No. And there, in anytime there's breaking news and about every time that I've been on a somewhat call with Rob, there's been breaking news and he's got a, well, I this happened. I got to go take care of this. And it's like, he's writing an article that's going on the AP wire. That's going around the world. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Right. And, and so just an incredible guy. And he, um, he, he he's very interesting to, I, I've started following him on social media when, when a, uh, when a, a game is on like Sunday night game or something like that to see his, his tweets and that kind of thing. And his commentary is quite, quite great. But the great thing about Rob, and it really plays into this, um, what I'm actually seeing a lot with, with secular media is that Rob has found a way to, to, to really, I don't know how you would say it, but really, um, be, up front in a way about his faith. Yeah. And 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 the Associated Press doesn't really mind it because he's got his show Faith on the Field and he's building these bonds with athletes like das, Dak Prescott, the quarterback of the Dallas mm-hmm. Cowboys, who right. opens his show. Every week. And you know, and so Dak is a a, a believer and and people like Patrick Mahomes and other people that have that have come out and said that they're Christians. Rob has this commonality with them and he's able to get stories. He's able to have interviews with them. He's got that trust that's built up yeah. and the AP is good with it. And, yeah. and which is really cool. So he's used his, his platform and his faith to really help, help him in his job, which, you know, if you would have, you know, normal people look at that in the AP, it's like, how could, how could somebody that's an outspoken Christian even work for the AP? Yeah. But, he does. He's, he does. He's doing it. And that leveraging of that position is really making a big difference in the world. And that's what I see people like you doing, Rob. Uh, Robbie, as you are out there yourself, uh, like you said, making pitches. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, you're living your life. You're living it uh, to the best of your ability uh, every day working to represent i mean this is one thing that you and i have in common we're both making the the best pitch we can make 
for the gospel. That's right. And we want to represent him. I mean, Jesus looked at, he didn't use that ad term, Mm -hmm. but he said, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and and then the ends of the earth, the uttermost parts of the world. Mm -hmm. We're going to be able to do that. And here's the good news. Everybody can do that. That's right. And that's really what we're aiming for through the work you do in the chamber and with leadership, I mentioned that we're kind of coming down to the end of our time, mm-hmm. but uh, you, through this, this a marvelous thing that's going on in central Florida with leadership. Mm-hmm. And that's something, again, it's uh, the term that Jim Subers used on yesterday's show was the ecclesia. Right. We're kind of familiar with that term a little bit. It's a biblical term, Ecclesiastes, obviously from the root, but it basically just means the church, the the church universal, the church, the big C church, all local churches coming together, forming Christ's body. And when, and Jim said it yesterday so well, he said, when we become the ecclesia, it, it makes a big difference. And that's what the true church needs to be and realize and accept the call that God's given us to make, if you will, in your terms, our pitch to the world. That's right. And, you know, there's a, um, a CEO that I've was able to have lunch with, uh, a few weeks back and, uh, in high level company. And he, he said to me, he said, I just wanted to get your thoughts about something. He's like, I'm going to retire here within four to five years. And he's, he's got a lot of influence and that kind of thing. And he said, what do I need to do now to that way when I retire that I can still have an impact on everybody, on other businesses, other, other things. And it just showed me that, that there are, are, are people out there, there are Christians out there that are, are looking at this yeah. seriously. Yeah. And that is, that's the gospel. I mean, people, and, and that's what I get to be a part of is helping people leverage themselves and their influence, not only for their business, which is important, but also for their community and, and the gospel, the kingdom. And, um, and, and however God wants to use me in that way. I mean, I, I, I feel like, in the past year or so, my, my business has kind of transitioned into that. And, and really, you know, I'll work with non-believers. I mean, I don't, you know, I'll take that on a case by case basis, but, um, working with, with Christians and really helping Mm. them gain influence to not for themselves, not to play that card, but to, to impact a community. There's a guy that you and I both know who has done that super well. And that's Ford Taylor. Oh yeah. And, yeah. and who was transformational leadership. That's what that's all about. Yeah. And, um, and he just, he just lives that so well. And that's his heart and his passion is to transform communities for the gospel. I agree. And what a group is forming in central Florida. More is going to be said about that in days and months to come, but I'm excited about it. We've got a good start Mm -hmm. and we are all for central Florida for number four. So friends, when you see that, know that that's what I'm talking about today. That particular group, which is representing Jesus among central Florida, Robbie Harper. Thank you for being with me. Thank you, Mike. It's been fun. And uh, I, like I said, I'm, I always enjoy our time together and, and even on the air. This is great. Well, you'll have to come back and be on my program. I'd maybe when uh, when Rob Motti comes up, maybe you could come up and be up with us for That'd be a lot of fun. That would be fun. That'd I be would a blast. That. I'd love that. Well, friends, thank you for joining us on yet another program. We'll see you next time right here on The Shepherd.